episode number 167 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Today, we got a very special treat for you guys. It is going to be part two of our conversation with Jared Ellis from Locked On Hurricanes. We are continuing our deep dive into the qualifying round matchup between the Rangers and Canes, and then part three will be out for you guys tomorrow. And at that point in the week, we'll just kind of take it from there. Obviously, the Rangers have an exhibition game against the Islanders on Wednesday night, so we'll be back here to talk about that most likely on Thursday morning. But for right now, like I said, part two of our three-part episode with Jared Ellis from Locked On Hurricanes. Is there a particular goalie that you'd want to see in the pipes for the Hurricanes? Um, um, to maybe give you guys an edge, whether it be Mrazic, Reimer, or one of our AHL guys that are up, uh, whether I it be Njokovic or Forsberg. Oh, Njokovic, I know he's kind of a prospect for you guys right now. Has he played in the NHL yeah, yet, or he, he's still? Yeah, he. Um, he's the one with limited NHL experience because he played. Uh, what was it? I think like one or two games the last season. Um, and then he got called up with injury stuff this year, but yeah, he still was kind of iffy. Definitely, he was definitely green. Uh, right, that's for sure. Is at the NHL level, but he's a damn good goaltender as well. Yeah, I've been watched him, you know, in practices uh, back in training camp and you know during the preseason. He's a good goalie, um, but I do think you know, as far as you know, who they kept up, you know. Being Anton Forsberg, you know, having picked him up in the Calvin DeHaan trade with uh, Chicago last offseason, um, I do think he's probably the better of the two um, just because he has that NHL experience. Yeah. So, I mean, to answer your question, I mean, I can't imagine it's going to be Mrazek or Reamer. It, it, it'll definitely be one of them is what I'm trying to say. Um, but, yeah, no, to, to finally answer your question here, if I had to pick one or the other, who do I think it's going to be? I think it'll be Mrazek. If I had my choice, and again, be careful what you wish for, because any goalie can get hot. I mean, they're all pros, but I would choose Reamer just because um, he doesn't have uh, quite as impressive of a track record as Mrazek. I don't think he's played a ton in the playoffs. I I was looking it up, I think, a few years ago, maybe with the Maple Leafs or somebody. He got a couple games, but um, but yeah, I mean, I I think I would choose Mrazek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but no, I I think I would choose Reamer, and then I expect it to be Mrazek overall. Yeah, honestly, I they both have their pros and cons as far as who would be in the net. Because um, Mariza, he has a bit more of the playoff experience, especially you know it being recent playoff experience, just being last season, um, as opposed to you know however many years ago. Um, but Mrazik is also undersized, um, and he plays the puck very aggressively. He comes out of the net a lot. Um, he's a good goalie. Um, he's definitely not how he was in Philly. Um, but on the flip side, Mrazik, he's a bit older, more mature, has been around the block. He's a lot bigger, you know, big body in the net, you know, means a lot. Yeah, you know, that's more of you to stop the puck. Um, and he doesn't necessarily play as aggressively. I and mean, he obviously comes out of the net you know, like that. Um, but he, yeah, just a bit less aggressive playing um, and doesn't 
necessarily create as many potential opportunities um, as what Mrazek may do when he comes out. So, but he also doesn't have the playoff experience that Mrazek has. So, yeah, it's it's a tough choice for both teams, and I think with the Rangers, you know, the decision really comes down to: Do you want the guy with the proven track record in the playoffs, although you know he is obviously aging and on the back nine of his career, and the guy who has you know, the Canes number over the years, or do you want the guy with more upside? Like if the Rangers go on like a crazy playoff run, then I, I got to think it would be Shesterkin leading the way. Although, you know, if, if you want to go with Lundqvist for this series, like I couldn't kill them for that. I think I kind of want Shesterkin, but I would understand where they're coming from if, if they ended up going with Lundqvist. I think the same with the Canes and frankly, every team in the playoffs, you know, East and West, go with whoever's hot. Don't go with... Um, you know, who's the most marketable, who's the franchise guy, whatever. Go with who's hot because that's going to give you the best chance to win. Yeah, amen, you amen. Know, if if Lundqvist gets hot, go with him. Yeah, I mean, he's a bit more marketable than Shesterkin, but, I mean, he's hot, he's winning, so go with him. Because um, yeah. last year, I think one thing that maybe killed the Canes a bit uh, in the conference final is that they went back to Mrazic after his injury um, when McElhaney was hot. You know, he obviously left for Tampa, but he was hot at the time. Yeah, he was the reason they kind of, you know, finished out the series against Washington, swept the Islanders in the second round. I think yeah. they should have stayed with him rather than going back to Mrazic. Um, yeah. In that, not saying they would have made the cup final because the Bruins are a damn good, damn, damn good team. They really were last year. Um, they very well could have won that cup. Um but, you know, not saying they would have beat them, but, you know, they may not have gotten swept. Yeah. And yeah. I, you just got to go with who's hot, um, yep. no matter who it is, um, whether the hell is your bottom AHL goalie that you brought up just to have as an extra body that just somehow managed to weasel his way in. He got <laughs> hot. Go with that guy. Now, I want to ask you about this, too, because obviously both these teams, as is the case with all 24 uh, playoff teams uh, will be playing an exhibition game, one exhibition game, and then you're diving right into the playoffs. And I see that uh, the Canes are going to play the Capitals on Wednesday at four o'clock. And then the Rangers later that night going to play the Islanders at seven o'clock. Um, so I'm just trying to get an idea, you know, like, what do you think these exhibition games are going to be like? I mean, do you think the Canes are going to step on the gas and treat it like a playoff game or does it feel more like a regular season game? I mean, what are you expecting from this? Because it's unprecedented. We're getting exhibition games right before the Stanley Cup playoffs. Um, it it's weird. I definitely think it's needed. Um, that's yeah. for sure. Um, just to get the guys back into the swing of things with the game. Um, not just for the Canes, you know, but for everybody. But I kind of don't know how teams are going to treat these. Um, because looking at a lot of the games. They're rivalry games. They're, I mean, the Canes and the Caps. Um, but, uh, yeah, I really, I don't know how teams are going to treat these because they're rivalry games, so they're going to get heated. Um, Canes and Capitals, Rangers and Isles, um, just all these others. I feel like they're going to get serious, um, but I don't know if they're going to get too serious because a lot of these teams get under each other's skin. So, yeah. People are probably going to throw hands, get physical. Um, but I don't know how because they really don't have any kind of implications on seating or anything. 
Yeah, it's interesting because the NHL, you know, when I first heard that there were going to be these exhibition games, I thought, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. You know, get all these teams a chance to play at least one game before they're playing in the playoffs. But I thought they were yeah. going to do the opposite. I thought they would kind of match up teams uh, with opponents that they don't really have that big of a rivalry with, that they don't really have that bad blood with. But you look at this. I mean, the two, I mean, our two teams playing their biggest rivals. And then you've got like Penguins, Flyers, uh, Maple Leafs versus Canadians, Oilers versus Flames, yeah. the, ba- the Battle of Alberta. Um, kind oh, of I can't interesting wait for that, that they, Yeah, yeah. I'm going to watch that one, man. That's on at 1030. Oh, hell yeah. That, yeah, why not? Um, but yeah, no, it, it's it's interesting to me that the nhl went down that road because i thought they'd do the exact opposite i don't know how you feel about that though i think um this may be a bit cynical um but also coming from a business background i think the reason they went with the way they did um with these big rivalry games is for ratings and money um because a rangers isles canes caps battle of alberta these games are going to draw bigger ratings than say a everyone always make just but florida and arizona right that's not going to draw huge ratings outside of their respective markets um well that would honestly be kind of funny game to watch you know especially like say it was the cup final that'd be funny um but um i think it was honestly just a business perspective just to try to make some money since they're obviously losing a lot yeah, with the regular season getting canceled and no fans, all that stuff. I think it was a money thing. Yeah, That's no, you're simple, probably right. But... Yeah, yeah. Um, the other thing is, I mean, I think it we can agree. Sense, really. Yeah, no, it, it does. I, I think you probably just solved the mystery there that they they want people tuning into these games, and um, you know, maybe maybe even from a competitive perspective, though, maybe they feel like this is the way to go. Like this is the way to really get these guys, you know, hyped up for these playoffs is to stick them out there with their yeah, biggest rival. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Cause it's going to get very competitive. I mean, hell Edmonton, Alberta, we saw how that stuff went down just in the regular yeah. season goalie fights. You never see those. Yeah, no, that, that doesn't happen very often. Um, I remember, um, hell it was the preseason game. It was the one when the hurricanes have the carnival out, outside. It was the last preseason home preseason game before the regular season. It was when they played the Capitals. There were so many fights that came. Yeah, uh, it was great, and it was sold out. You know, just it was an amazing game. Yeah, for sure. Um, I could see maybe like early in these exhibition games, maybe these teams, uh, the first couple shifts, just kind of getting their legs under them. But I, I think it's gonna be have a full on playoff atmosphere by the end. You know, especially given that it's gonna be the rivals. Yeah, I definitely feel at first it's gonna be a little. Eh. I could definitely, I could see it going one of two ways. I could see it definitely going playoff type hockey of beating the shit out of each other or all-star game type hockey where no one cares because it has no implications. Yeah. I really think that's how it's going to go. Um, either everyone's going to get in under each other's skin and beat the hell out of each other. Or no one's going to care at all. Yeah. Another thing I wanted to ask you about, um, and I, I think maybe the first crossover episode that we did, I mean, this is months ago, it feels like years ago, but you know, I was kind of asking you and Walker about the Canes making it to the Eastern Conference Finals last year. And I mean, just, you know, that you get that crazy series against the Capitals. They win in seven games. Uh, they sweep the Islanders. They get swept by the Bruins. But I mean, what was it like going through that playoff run as a Canes fan last year? Because, you know, I don't think a lot of people really saw that coming. I mean, did you see that coming? Um, It was kind of a double-edged sword, really. 
um, okay. because it had been so, so long since we made the playoffs. Um, the last time we made was 09, you know, where we, again, went to the conference finals, you know, losing to Pittsburgh that year. Um, but it was saying, yeah, we finally made it. You know, we squeaked in, we got it. Um, and then we're like, yes, finally, we're back in the playoffs. You know, just all the the decade of mediocrity, you know, it kind of come to an end. Um, so we're obviously like, hell yeah, let's make a run. And then we saw we're playing the Capitals. And it's the Capitals. They were defending champions at the time. They they were a damn good team, and they still are. As much as I hate them, they're an amazing team. Um, yeah. They're extremely talented. And they, as much as I hate them, they very well could win the Cup again this year, um, should they not choke like they had in years prior. <laughs> um, because, I mean, until they won the Cup, that – Kind of was, that was their thing, um, along with the Sharks. You know, they were the teams that choked. Um, but it was just seeing that, it was like, oh, man, you know, this is going to be tough. And then, you know, going down to nothing, um, you know, at the start of the series, it was definitely, it was tough. Like, oh, man, you know, don't, don't do this to us. You know, it's like that meme, you know, don't do this, don't give me hope. Um, and then, you know, they came out, you know, in game three and they won. Like, oh, shit. and then, you know, it just got really competitive. I mean, there was the whole Svetch, Ovechkin, you know, fight thing. Yeah. Obviously, a bunch of people have made memes about it. But I mean, oh, you knocked out, you know, a kid that was 18 years old at the time. Real tough move at the time, guy. Um, yeah, but, you know, that is what it is. And then going into game seven, me and my dad were watching at his house. Um, and it was a game that you were just on the edge of your seat the entire time. You're like, oh, my God. Yeah, it's game seven. Could they do this? And then it goes into the first overtime. Yeah. And we're like, oh, you're just – your heart's just beating out of your fucking chest. I mean, we've all been there, but no <laughs> oh, yeah. matter what it is. And then it goes into the second overtime. I'm like, it's just getting worse. You know, I am literally not even sitting down. I am pacing around the living room, just staring at the TV. Um, and then they, and then Brock McGinn hits the game winner. And I'm like, it, it didn't even register at first. I just stop. And I'm like, did he just make that? Yeah. Did we just win the series? And then it comes up on the TV. You know, I forget the final story. What was it? Four, I think three, it was four I to think. three. I think it was four to three. Yeah. I think yeah. it was. I think it was four to three. And it comes up and says final. And I lose my <laughs> oh my god and yeah because you know it's been so long you know just you know the last time i won i was in they were in the playoffs was 10 years ago i was in elementary school at the time yeah. elementary middle school at the time and it was insane and the fact that they won was amazing and then it was out of the island that was Actually, Walker 
him and his girlfriend at the time went down to uh, friends in Tampa Bay had discussed. Um, so that was fun. I told him to talk a little bit of shit on my part. Um, <laughs> going to the Eastern Conference Finals um, for uh, the Islanders series either. Um, but yeah, it was it was wild. Um, and then again, the Eastern Conference Finals. I was like, we're here. You know, we we're is, this isn't a fluke. And you know, this you know season obviously you know, proved it wasn't a fluke. Yeah. Um, but it was disheartening getting swept, obviously. But yeah, Bruins, like I said, they were a really good team. Yeah, it's uh, it's crazy hearing you describe that because I mean, I'm just I'm hearing all this, you know, this detail about you know a game seven overtime game, and I'm just getting excited for the playoffs now, man. You know, I mean, I, I just can't wait for this to start. I'm just looking forward to it that much more now. I found it on the app Macari that like fanatics like um like the game box score thing of when the, uh, the Capitals in game seven, I found that on like 25 bucks. I wow. was like, yeah, I'm getting this. And it's on my wall now. You know, actually, if I could tell a story real quick too, it's kind of similar to, to what you went through. Go for game it. seven. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, this is five years ago. It doesn't feel that long ago, but the Rangers were playing the Capitals Second round of the playoffs. It's just kind of an annual tradition. The Rangers and Capitals just have to meet in the playoffs every year. Or at least back then, that's what it felt like. And, um, you know, so they're down three games to one mm -hmm. in the series. They win game five in overtime after tying it really late. They win game six. And then game seven goes into overtime. And, uh, you know, I'm watching. She's my wife now. She's my girlfriend at the time. But we're watching this game together. And, uh, you know, the Rangers win a faceoff. I believe it was McDonough shoots from the blue line, saved by Holpe, and then step on his right there, and he just buries the rebound. And, man, like, it hit me right away. Like, I knew what had happened, and I just went nuts, you know, cheering for that. So, uh, hope. I mean, one of us is probably going to get a moment like this in this next round. The other one probably won't be too happy, though. Drinking in happiness. Yeah, the other one will be drinking in sorrow. <laughs> it's pretty much how it's going to go. Um. All right, so that's going to do it for today, guys. But we will have part three of our three-part episode with Jared Ellis of Locked on Hurricanes up for you guys as part of tomorrow's episode, and then we will just take it from there. Obviously, the Rangers going to be back on the ice, skating against the New York Islanders in their lone exhibition game, and getting ready to go for the Stanley Cup playoffs against the Carolina Hurricanes. Once again, thanks so much for tuning in. If you would like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. And be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Now go ahead and tell your smart device to play the latest edition of Locked On NHL. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time.